Hey there, beautiful souls. Welcome back to another episode that's going to speak to your very core. Ever felt like you're juggling so many balls that you are one step away from dropping all of them? Today, we are cracking the code on the elusive art of balance. Juggling life, work, and personal growth without losing your sanity. Strap in, you don't want to miss this. The problem with balance is that it's often misunderstood. We tend to think of it as this perfect 50-50 split. But let's get real for a moment. Has that ever worked for anyone? No. Because life isn't static. It's dynamic. Some days work demands more from you. Other days your personal life has to take the front seat. It has to. And hey, let's not forget about me time for personal growth, be it a soul-searching book or rejuvenating yoga or meditation session. The balance equation isn't just about adding or subtracting elements to find a sweet spot. It's about synergy. It's about creating a blend A blend so perfect that the sum is greater than its individual parts. It's like cooking a gourmet meal. Each ingredient, be it work, life, personal growth, brings its unique flavour. Too much of one and you overpower the dish. You ruin it. Too little and it's bland. You need that perfect mix. Just the right mix for the wow factor. That's balance. That's work-life balance. We live in a world teeming with tech solutions for just about everything. There are AI tools that can sort out your emails, schedule your day, even remind you to stand up and stretch. My watch just now has beeped at me, telling me it's time for me to stand up. But, and this is a big but, these tools only work if you use them mindfully. You can have all the tech in the world, but if you're not tuned in to you, to your needs, it's like having a Ferrari and not knowing how to drive. You know what really winds me up? It's those five easy steps to perfect balance type articles. Because balance isn't a one-size-fits-all solution. It's as unique as you are. And to add to that, everything has a time and a season. Beyond the basics, let's talk about energy management. Instead of scheduling your day based on time, try doing it based on your energy levels without guilt. Try going with the flow of the season. Tackle the big tasks when you're at your peak. And save the lighter stuff for when you're winding down. For a lot of us, for me, my big tasks, my creative work, I do better in the morning. When I'm more awake, I'm feeling more alert. I've had my morning coffee, I've done my morning routine. And I'm able to get into that creative flow because the house is peaceful It just works. And then in the afternoon, as my energy drops, 
that's when I will do the administrative, the lighter tasks as I'm winding down. And you know, I often get questions from my clients about how to find that balance. And one question that pops up over and over is, how do I balance my side hustle with my full-time job and my personal life? So people looking at getting set up, getting their message out into the world and doing all of these things, whether it's kids, family, work, whatever it is, we've all got a million and one things dragging and pulling on our attention. And we can only put our attention in one place because your attention is like a spotlight. When I was a kid, I used to be obsessed with these, with torches, right? With lights. And back in the late 70s, early 80s, a torch was like a magical thing. I mean, I would have these these torches in my hand with these big D-sized batteries, these big, huge batteries, and they would they would light away, light a path in my room. I'd be sat in my room lighting up the ceiling, and I was fascinated with the torches where the technology was just becoming much more powerful to the point where you could see the beam, so you could see the, the spotlight of the beam of the torch. And that used to fascinate me. I used to go outside in the, at night, shine it up into the sky, thinking I was communicating with the universe, with uh, with aliens on a distant planet, right? Shining my light and my torch into the into the world, into the sky. Your attention is just like that, that spotlight, that torch light. And so with that, you can only shine that light on one thing at a time. It's a myth to think... Yes, I can do 16 things in one go. You can't. You simply can't. Neuroscience backs this. You can't. Because of attention attention and focus and context switching, you just can't focus on multiple things. It's not possible. So the answer, therefore, is all about compartmentalization and focus. Focus singular, like the beam. When you're working on a side hustle, be 100% there. The same goes for the full-time job and your personal life. When you are on, be on. When you are off, be off. Don't be off looking at your phone, checking messages and still on. Be off, be fully off. If you take this binary approach, this spotlight approach of turning the torch on, turning the torch off, then your results are going to be much better. You're going to get more done. And the way that I like to do this is to divide the day into chunks and dedicate each chunk, each block, to a different aspect of life. So this is my block to play with the Rubik's Cube. A few weeks ago, I learned how to solve the Rubik's Cube. It was a a frustration for me as a child when they first came out, right? And I used to be one of those kids who just couldn't solve it. There was no such thing as the internet back then. And I would literally get so frustrated that I would smash the Rubik's Cube. I would break it into pieces and I'd have all of these multicolored blocks on the desk. And then I would put it back together in the right order and be like, yeah, look at that. I did it. I solved the cube. Well, recently, a few a few weeks ago, I went online and I actually learned how to solve the Rubik's Cube. So now I can take a cube, drive my wife nuts, take the cube, blah, 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 and like one minute 33 is my best time so far at the time of recording this. Um, I, feel, <laughs> I feel like it's such an achievement, right? When you are 
doing these things and playing with these things that are, are helping you to be a better version of you. Do them and do nothing but them. Only do that, right? This is my playing with the Rubik's Cube time. So I am just going to play with the Rubik's Cube. This is my making videos for my business time. That's what I'm going to do. This is the time for me to record my podcast. So now I have phone on silent, all distractions turned off, headphones on, and the only thing that exists right now is you and I and this beautiful moment that we're sharing together. Another question I ask, get asked is, how do I find time for personal growth when work is taking up so much time? This is so frequent and the answer is simple but effective. Make it non-negotiable. Block out time in your calendar for personal growth just like you would for a crucial business meeting. Because guess what? It is crucial. Your growth fuels every other aspect of your life. If you neglect those things, your work is going to suffer. We are complex, multifaceted beings. And so it pays great dividends for you to respect and honour those things. Often we get caught up in our heads and we feel like the work is the important bit. Life can just, I'm building this right now, life can just take a back seat, put it over there. I'll get to that. I'll get to that. And then what happens? I've seen it so many times. You get sick. Your body says, hey, I'm stopping you right now because on your own, you're just going to get to burn out. You're not going to get to stop unless I stop you. So you get an illness or a family member gets sick or something happens. The universe gives you what you need. Remember, not always what you want, always what you need. Your growth fuels every other aspect of your life. Remember that. And to everything, there is a time and a season. Sometimes it's the season of spending a little bit more energy and effort into your personal well-being, into rest into recuperation, into solving the Rubik's Cube. Other times, it's a season of rejuvenation and growth in your business, and you're putting more energy, more time, more focus into that. And that's all okay. That's the essence of balance. So I can't stress enough that flexibility isn't a sign of weakness. It's a sign of strength. Being flexible and guilt-free in that, in that flexibility means you're adaptable, means you're resilient. Life throws curveballs all the time. Unexpected work, family emergencies, or just days when you're not feeling 100%. And in those days when you're not feeling 100%, the worst thing that you can do throw that curveball to yourself and feel guilt and shame. Oh, I've not done this. I'm not doing that. I'm not getting to this. I'm not getting to that. Let all of that go because none of that matters. You are what matters. 
So as we wrap up, here's a thought. Your balance equation today might not be the same as it is tomorrow, next week, or next year. Allow that to be perfectly fine. Allow it to be okay. What matters is that you are constantly recalibrating, realigning, and rediscovering what balance means to you. Remember, balance is not a destination. It really is a journey. As a kid, I used to love playing on the play parks, and we'd have roundabouts and seesaws and swings. I used to love it. I used to love the swing, and I would swing as high as I could, thinking that I'm going to swing all the way over, right? I'm going to do a full 360 revolution on the swing. Physically impossible, but that was my dream, right? I would like, I'm going to go all the way up. I'm going to go all the way up and all the way back and all the way up, and I'm going to get all the way over. On that swing, you swing up and you swing down and you continue that process in the middle at that point where you're neither swinging back and you're neither swinging forward. That moment, that elusive instant is balance. Because the moment you felt it, it's gone and you're riding up again, looking back to that moment of balance. I've got to get back. I've got to get back down to that place of balance. You come down on the swing and then for a moment, you're neither swinging down nor are you swinging up and you're in balance. You're in harmony. And then it's gone and you're swinging back. And now you're looking to get back to that place of centre, to that place of balance. It's elusive. It doesn't exist. The moment you're in it, it's gone. Then you're trying to get back to it and you're constantly correcting. It's what Lao Tzu calls the middle way, the path, the Tao. It's a journey. It's a process. And like any journey, it's filled with lessons, with detours, with ups and downs. And experiences that make it all worthwhile.